Welcome to the Potter Discussion. Welcome back to the Potter Discussion discussing Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts, and the Wizarding World fandom. I'm your host, Oscar, and this is episode 156. Thank you all for joining me today. It is a pleasure to be speaking to you. Today, yes, we are talking about Harry Potter. I know it is a change from, from the normal, but I was thinking about this episode a while back, and I put it in the the schedule because of, well, really one one specific thing that really was, I don't know, I, I just had a thought, and I thought that would be a very interesting thing. The overall theme of this episode is pretty much like things that I would have liked to have seen in Harry Potter, things that would have really shaken up the story, things that we were really expecting and didn't, didn't exactly get, but also things that would have been devastating, but also interesting in a rather sick sense, if you can imagine that. So I have a couple things that I want to talk about today. So sit back, you know, relax, enjoy. I hope you will enjoy listening to this episode. I certainly will. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, make sure you send me an email. My email is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. You can also send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram is at thepotterdiscussion or Twitter, the car crash of Twitter. You can send me a DM on there if you really want to, at Potter underscore discuss. That is at Potter underscore discuss. All right, let's get into today's episode. To kick off today's episode, I want to start with a little bit more of a general point. And I think this comes from my idea of magic versus really what was displayed in the story. So this this uh, little section is about spells and the fact that there are fewer than I would have expected. So my my request is that we have more spells. So this really came from really my my first couple passes through the story. And when magic was first being introduced to the characters, to the the plot, it was really dawning on me that what was being shown and described was similar, but not exactly what I was, you know, kind of picturing. Of course, now it makes total sense that the magic that's in the story is the magic that has has always been there, but I would have liked to see more diversity. And I think that is something that we were kind of cheated out of because every spell you'll see is cast by, you know, a person holding a wand and then either thinking or saying a series of words, you know, moving their wand in some kind of way, and then something happens. That is essentially how basically every spell is done. And what I'm really kind of asking for here is that there's more than just that. And if that means adding another step so we can have more diversity within the actual spells that we already have, or more what I'm thinking on the lines of, and that is more wandless magic. Because elves, uh, house elves, you know, I don't, they don't have wands. They snap and they, you know, can, you know, do all these sorts of things. We see Dobby cast a bunch of spells without a wand and he he apparates without a wand too, which is pretty cool. Which actually, I, I didn't realize wizards needed a wand to apparate. It took me a while to, to kind of pick up on that. But it is a spell. And that is actually one of one of the few spells where you're not waving your wand and saying something. And 
you know, something's happening. But you are making a movement and thinking, you know, where, where you want to go. So it is, it is following the same kind of archetype. So wandless magic is what I think is a really good addition to the magical themes of the story because I think it would add a lot more excitement, but I think also diversity to just magic in general because, of course, we have wandless magic. I mean, we have potions and, you know, I mean, even divination and, I mean, you don't need a wand to fly a broom. That's all magic, but it's not exactly spells. Of course, spells have been cast and charms and so many things have been done to make those magical things do what they do. But it's not a spell actively being cast to perform those actions. So something like, I don't know, like uh, you could cast a spell you know, to, to, like, influence, like, the air, or, like, like, a tree or something, like, in a, in a battle, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, it would be so much more exciting, because what I was thinking about was the battle of the Order of the Phoenix between Voldemort and Dumbledore, when Harry gets out of the, um, the, the veil, and Sirius dies, he runs after Bellatrix, Voldemort appears, Dumbledore, uh, appears, and then they, they, they have that battle, what I was really imagining was it would have been a lot more dire, I think, a lot more nail-biting if there was more opportunity for a comeback. And then, consequently, more opportunity for a character to be put on the edge of losing and miraculously come out of it. Because a wand is basically what you need to perform magic. I mean, with this, you know, idea of, of magic we have in the story, there's no way you can cast a spell without using your wand. Well, at least a spell that's effective enough to defeat Voldemort uh, or Dumbledore. What I what I was really thinking of is if your wand is removed, that really defeats the point of the battle. So uh, the author couldn't really write a scenario in which a wand was removed from a person unless they were on the brink of death. It was symbolic somehow, or they were just losing. Like they they that was the end, and they lost. For example, Voldemort, the very final battle between Harry and Voldemort in the, in the, in the courtyard, they're, they, they, they lock spells, they're pushing either way, Voldemort's losing because he doesn't have any Horcruxes, Harry disarms Voldemort, he loses his wand, and immediately he dies, he falls apart, uh, and, and in, in the books he just, just like collapses, I mean, both are not great ways to go, what does this mean? Well, really, again, going, going back to my point, here's what I'm envisioning for the battle between Voldemort and Dumbledore, so, a, so let's 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 say that I don't know because it definitely is in Voldemort's favor at the end, but Dumbledore pulls out the uh, old Sandifier spell and kind of gets gets all the glass. Maybe maybe it's just a really hot shield. I don't know. So <laughs> that's a, that's a the science of magic. I'm gonna make an episode on that later. What I what I'm thinking here is Voldemort would somehow remove Dumbledore's wand or. Dumbledore was somehow removed Voldemort's wand. And it would not mean the end of their lives if their wand was removed. I mean, it might if, you know, the, ma the only magic they could cast was through their wand. But say, for example, there was other magic they could cast without their wand, which is exactly what we're talking about here. So uh, let's, let's use Dumbledore here. So Dumbledore disarms Voldemort. Typically, this would be the end of the battle. We would be like, yes, Voldemort lost. Dumbledore won. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. But alas, no, it is not in our fantasy world here because there's more magic he can cast. And we saw 
you can kind of use your hand a little bit, unless well, that that was just that Voldemort's like I don't know. That's just like what what he really like like trying to manipulate the spell. Like if he thinks hard enough, it'll work, you know, with his hand. And we also see he takes in like so when they lock spells at the very beginning, the first lock. And they're they're pushing and pushing and pushing. Eventually, Dumbledore kind of takes control. And Voldemort, what he does is he kind of flicks the spells. He kind of gathers all the power and brings it towards him. But he uses his hand and he takes the all the spells with his hand and he blows it into a huge snake. So we saw that kind of a spell. I mean, he used his wand, but that's kind of a spell. So. If you could do that without a wand at all, that is exactly what I imagine happening. So, going back to our scenario, Dumbledore somehow disarms Voldemort. Voldemort's like, all right, we're going old-fashioned, and the, the the battle just continues. That's what I would have wanted to see. And, of course, I mean, this this could also mean that, I mean, with this, with this I, I would be happy with just spells in general uh, being able to be cast without a wand, and but it it is only like it it is what okay I'm I'm trying to see, say fifteen things at once. So if you cannot if you can cast a spell without a wand, just any spell you want that is in in existence, it should be very 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 difficult like two or three times more difficult um than with a wand because then that kind of defeats the point of wands in general if you can cast every spell the same without a wand what's the point of a wand right so you are much more powerful without a wand that is kind of what i'm getting at here and that's why i think it makes such a difference for a character to be disarmed rather than just that destroying their chances or like in the case of Voldemort, the very end destroying them but instead giving them more of a fighting chance and i think this really spices up the story because we have battles now that don't rely on wands rather that just rely on a hundred like a hundred percent on speed and accuracy you could throw away your wand and still be casting spells but the disadvantage there and why people why why you don't just chuck your wand away at the beginning of a battle is you're a lot more powerful with it it's a lot easier to cast spells you can gather a lot more you can and there's also like you you can also cast spells one hand you know one wand you can kind of manipulate magical matter better so that's kind of my jumbled way of saying more uh wandless magic please would be pretty cool and just kind of seeing what wizards could do without wands and really understanding the the true limits of magic, I think, in my opinion, would be quite amazing. The next thing I want to go over a little bit is a disaster. An absolute disaster. Worst case scenario for wizards. So the wizarding world just collapsing, just chaos. That is the uh, element that I want to kind of talk about in the form of muggles knowing about magic. And this is a topic that is, I think, glossed over too thoroughly. 
Um, and there's there's just too much that we have to assume. Too much that the story just goes, yeah, you kind of understand, you get it. Yeah, they don't want pro like they they want solutions anyway. Let's like you know. So I really kind of want to talk about just what would the world look like if every single person on Earth and on Mars knew about magic. What even would be the first thing that would happen? Would the would the world still spin? Would the sun still shine? That's I mean, those are the big questions. So what would happen here? Well, I think the first thing that would that would kind of go on is wizards would try and find a way to obliviate everyone. I've, I think they would they would pull a a a fantastic beasts and try and uh, figure out a way to obliviate every person uh, there is. Although, I don't think that would work out very well, as there is a number of things that could go wrong. If they cast a spell, that could possibly, um, you know, ripe everyone's memory, that could go very wrong. And it would take a lot of magic, a lot of time, a lot of people. If they do it with a more manual, like in a in a more manual sense, just like for example, like seeding the uh, storm clouds to rain obliviative property of water, that of course could work. But in the one person, or like say say there's like 150 people worldwide who just happen to be, I don't know. They they don't drink water in like the three hours where it has the same obliviative properties and they don't go outside in that time. Like like say though like that like fraction of the world and then they suddenly know and then the rest of the world just knows. So that was a long explanation. But basically there are a number of things that could go on with a number of different solutions that could be presented. So when wizards were just like, yep, yeah, all right, you know. There's no going back. Magic is is part of the world, you know? Everyone knows what would go on. Well, then I think the exactly what they thought would happen would begin to happen. I think muggle scientists would say, like, hey, like, we're working on a cure for this, like, disease. Could you, like, help us out? And then, uh, you know, all the, uh, the, 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 the firefighters and police officers and... Even like schools, I'm sure, would just be like, we have a shortage of this. We need this. Can you help us with that? Can you give us magical these? And the wizards would have to oblige, I think. They couldn't say no to all of it because I think the the worst pro the, the 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 worst thing about this is that there's so many requests that it is impossible to kind of gift and grant them all. But it, it's it's not that they're not willing to do it. So I think they would oblige to some of them because now now that the cat's out of the bag, there's no point in 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 like refusing to help muggles. Because I mean if if they don't, then muggles would likely go after them, which actually is another point that we'll get into probably next. So I think the world would be a lot a much better place. I think at least in the beginning, a lot of problems would be fixed. A lot of solutions would have been presented, a lot of magical solutions. And I think that's a good thing for the most part. That's a good thing. But after a while, I think the, it, it, it would be difficult to keep up with the world. And I think it would be difficult for muggles because they aren't magical and they would probably want to be. So they could just do the things that the wizards can do. But I said, like, they don't have to call a, you know, the, 
local wizard to get it to get their 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 toilet cleaned or their pipes fixed. They can just do it themselves. They can go whoop whoop whoop. And then I think muggles are gonna start like flooding the Hogwarts mailbox saying like, hey, can I can I can I can I go to Hogwarts? They'll be like, no. And then they'll be like, oh, well, like it'll just be such a such a, a flat rejection. But I think D- Dumbledore will think of something nice at least because there's some element of, you know, gotta do something at least. So maybe he'll send out like a box of chocolate frogs. Actually, that's that's not a bad idea. A, a magical candy to, uh, you know, quell the 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 wants and needs of the magical and non-magical population. That's not a bad idea. It'd be very expensive, but it'd be worth it. I think he could probably put it on his on his business card as a business expense, a nice tax deductible. So that is really what I am imagining for another thing that could go wrong. And another thing that I think would have been interesting to really read about in the Harry Potter story. But there is a point next that I think is another absolute disaster. But it is more of a a, a atomic bomb going on off than a car crash so let's let's move on this next subject falls under the category of i would hate to see it but it would be very interesting that is a magical and muggle war this is a concept that i think has been explored mostly by grindelwald and is something that I think we can kind of understand and uh, like know what would happen, but also have no idea what would happen. <laughs> we would we would know what happened, but we actually wouldn't. So psych. Um, but this this is a concept that I uh, have been very curious about, and I think it is one of those things that is like like a car crash, and you see it and you can't look away. But it's so much bigger than that. It's like a, just a huge bomb being dropped on the world that's really what i'm seeing here you know just like what like so you you know what um if if like this the scene in the crimes of grindelwald when grindelwald is giving his like evil i'm evil speech now now join me um in the um pure the chaise and then jacob is watching and like going like no not like not another war not another war and you see soldiers running and then this and that and then the tanks and the the, you know like the 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 troops and then the final like the the finale is the the atomic bomb going off and of course foreshadowing what would eventually happen and Jacob's expression is exactly what I think would ex- like that's that's that that encapsulates what I'm really thinking what happened here. So I think aside from the bigger effect, what I really want to see here is the, you know, battle to battle wizard to muggle kind of interactions. Because when a wizard and a muggle are are battling, I think it is interesting to see what would happen. I think the the ex, the, the the scientific aspect of it too would be interesting. Because if they 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 couldn't use any electronic devices because magic just absolutely destroys those, and then it, it would be curious to see if like bullets go through the protego, or if wizards if like a a a simple like bombarda or even bombarda maxima is strong enough to blow up like a tank or something like that. But I think. Without a doubt, Wizards would win. I think it's not... The the question is not who would win. I think that's fairly obvious. But I think the question is, like, more how long would it take and what would happen afterward? Is it, like, a 
couple hour kind of situation? Is it a couple year situation? Maybe maybe just like a couple months, you know, like a regular kind of time for a war. So we'll really, I mean, there's no way to, to really think about this without actually seeing it in action. So there's no way we can really speculate how it could go down. But I think I'm just so curious to see how it would even be approached to be written or how it would like even happen just in like in the first place because that kind of thing i just it's it's so fascinating to wonder about really how, like the 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 interaction between the muggle and magical world in this scale and on this kind of playing field because of course i mean the 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 wizards like like we said before would win in a heartbeat one wizard could probably defeat an entire muggle army. I'd say, well, of course, it does depend on the army and actually what, what weapons, but I'd say a, a, a mid-sized army with a uh, average amount of firepower could be easily defeated by someone like Voldemort or Dumbledore, or even, I mean, even someone like, like Snape or, 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 or McGonagall, people who are still quite powerful. Of course, not, you know, <laughs> Dumbledore level, but so a lot of magical knowledge, a lot of tools in their toolbox, and a lot of different methods for, uh, you know, using magic. So I think that is, without a doubt, what would happen. Wizards would sweep muggles off the floor if it really did come to a war. And from there, I think it would be very interesting, because I think wizards would not want to go into a muggle war, because... The wizard race would die out pretty much. Um, the the only reason they 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 stayed alive was from marrying muggles, and of course they they did to stay alive, and it's fine. I mean, of course the, the people like Voldemort don't don't like it very much, uh, even though he is <laughs> he is not a pure blood. But like I mean, most people in the world are there are 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 half bloods because there's no way that every person can be a pure blood. There's just not enough wizards left, and again, and then that does beg the question of how many wizards are there. But of course, that is a question for another day. But that's really my 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 thoughts on it. It would be fascinating. It would be horrifying. It would be interesting. It would be a wonderful experiment. I mean, even just to be written out, I would, I would love to read that. So, there we go. That is a my thoughts on a muggle wizard war. But, let's move on. This next point was my inspiration for this entire episode. And it occurred to me while I was listening to another podcast. It, it, it was not a Harry Potter podcast, but it just, I don't know. I was, I was pulling something out of the freezer and I was just like, whoa. It just, it just hit me, and I was like, that's such a strange thing. That just might be interesting. And that is a magical monarchy. Of course, there are several civilizations around the world that still have a monarchy as a central part of the government, although few are, you know, have have most of the, the, the power. Like, for, for, for example, in, in the UK, the queen, or I guess the king, um, has has the power of you know making suggestions and appointing a government and the monarch of England is is you know a a a divine person who is seen as very high up on the social scale but the prime minister does have a lot of the power that is what I was trying to think of while thinking of this point we have a prime minister there is a magical prime minister but there is no king or queen 
And I was thinking, what would happen if there was, if there were magical royalty? That that would be really interesting. I mean, palaces and castles that were not made for, you know, like like Hogwarts type places. But if like a king or a queen lived in a like Hogwarts like castle, or if they had their own magical I don't know, entourage or something like that. That would be fascinating to, to I mean, examine mostly, but also really wonder how would that be, you know, influential on the story? Would the prime minister still have most of the power or would it be much more the monarch would be in the most, you know, the majority of control, the prime minister being more of like a general in terms of like enforcement of law? So that is my uh, that that this this is kind of like the 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 inspiration for this episode, you know, this this point as as most of these episodes go because I think it is a piece of the puzzle that's definitely missing. And I really found the idea of a magical monarchy intriguing because there's so much more to be explored. It's a category of magic that we haven't really you know, we, well, I should say we, we, we know nothing about. There's nothing there for us to, to wonder about and think about when it terms, when it, when, when, when it comes to a magical monarchy, because it doesn't exist. And it is still gone in the ether of either ideas or it was just never in fruition. And from what I could think of, the only, like, the only somewhat equivalent is between the magical prime minister and the Muggle Prime Minister. As we saw in the Half-Blood Prince, the magical Prime Minister, in this case it was Fudge, came through the fireplace of the Muggle Prime Minister, who is in on the concept of magic, and, you know, they they discuss, they they have their, their conversations, and just just to get the rundown. And uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to think that, like, this is kind of a web. The things that we didn't get are all kind of connected. For example, with the with the magical war. And if prime ministers are involved, then I would imagine Churchill had some communication with the magical world, which means that a mag- like a, a wizard's going into a war isn't as far out of a possibility as we might expect. And muggles knowing about magic, well, some muggles do. Muggles who marry wizards witches, but also People like the prime minister, people who have people who need to have contact with people who are magical to 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 stay in the loop. So the magical monarchy just feels like a natural next step, and of course it would not be in, instituted now because monarchies have to go back. I mean, really years and years, at least you know hundreds of years to to be instituted and for enough of the problems to be worked out early, so it makes sense today. But of course, this is all speculation. This is all. Uh, you know, what if this is all, what What if that happened, what if this happened? There's no way of knowing really what would happen if it did. But that is it. There we go. That is the episode. I do hope you enjoyed this episode, this this speculation with me. If you gained a level of thinking at least, you know, you kind of understand a little bit more about the Wizarding World, or you have some questions of your own. If you do, I would love to hear them. If you send me an email, my email is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. 
gmail.com. Of course, Instagram at the Potter Discussion, Twitter at Potter underscore Discuss. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed this podcast in general, consider leaving me a review. Uh, you can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Five stars if you would, but if not, tell me how I can make it so. Again, thank you all for joining me for this episode. And remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times. If one only remembers to turn on the light. I will see you later. This was the Potter Discussion.